0: So you're not wrong with understanding that much. That is Marvel Snap. There you go. you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 244 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy, host of the show, along with my good friend Noodle Swoop. Hello! And sorry for the delay in getting out our first show of 2023, but, you know, the holidays and scheduling conflicts were just a little bit delayed. But now we should be back to a more regular cadence. Assuming that we can maintain a, a balance like we have now. A lot has happened since we last talked to you. Battlegrounds introduced a new tribe for as undead. There's been a major balance update, including some buffs to go with the nerfs. We've gotten some more information about the esports program for Hearthstone and an update to their plans for their creator program. And even the heroic brawl is this going on at the time of this recording. Whew. In this episode, we'll just touch those at a really high level, and then share some of our expectations for the new year, uh, predictions, and resolutions. So, uh, kind of what to expect from the Happy Hearthstone, as well as you know things that we just expect in general from Blizzard, and what we hope to accomplish ourselves. So, before we get there, this is the Happy Hearthstone, so we have to spend a moment just talking about what's bringing us joy. So, Noodle, why don't you go first? <laughs>
0: I I, I love that. Um, Actually, I have to say what's bringing me joy is actually being able to connect and get down to actually record the podcast. Uh, I've been traveling with doing some training with work. And the happiest thing will be when a week from now I leave this training uh, location and go back home. So (laughs) that way I can get back to, to normalcy at least a little bit. Granted, I do know there's even more training in the future, but yeah, what's making me happy is is getting a chance to sit back down and talk about, uh, obviously, my favorite game with, with people that actually care to hear about it, too, because uh, a lot of my <laughs> fellow people in training are like, oh, card games? No. <laughs> so it's not the same. When I talk to them and I say, oh, but they, they, they nerfed things and they buffed things. It, 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 they're like, what are you talking about? so it's good that you're you're on the other side and able to to discuss all that with me too but what's making you happy you know i'll
1: I'll just kind of piggyback off of that that i've really missed you you know we haven't had a chance to really talk and gosh it it feels like it's uh, been a whole year <laughs> i guess it's just been a month but but still uh yeah getting to talk about hearthstone and really uh having support uh from from other hearthstoners so uh you know, my my boss stops into my stream uh, the couple times that I've done it lately. My uh, my salesperson's taken a little bit of an interest, so you know I have lots of opportunities to talk about it, and uh, I'm I'm actually enjoying it a lot more. I went through some phases where I just wasn't playing as much, or I was only playing duels, uh, and then when the duels meta kind of went rough for me in like November December of last year, then I kind of just pulled back. Uh, so I've only been getting to platinum ten the last couple of months, but. The recent changes to the meta have made it a little bit more. uh, I found a couple decks that I really like. So uh, I'm starting to enjoy it more. I'm really excited about what the year has to come. So so that's what's making me happy is
0: Hearthstone. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. So I guess where do we start is the big thing. I, I guess start with talking about Battlegrounds?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the battlegrounds. Yeah, so we added the new tribe the Undead. Um the first couple of weeks then we got to play them in every uh every lobby now we're down I think 75% of the lobbies so it still feels like it's all of them. What do you think
0: of the about the uh, Undead overall? Uh definitely I mean they as Blizzard tends to do they they tend to make them uh, make the newest tribes. Uh that, that get introduced a little overpowered, and I felt like that was the case right away. They they definitely felt like the, the plan was ramp as fast as you can, so that way you can get the undead, specifically your six-cost one with the Lady Death, Death Whisperer, mm-hmm. and uh, just make sure that you buff them up as quickly as possible, and there are some buffs along the way that you can grab, too. And as long as you have enough Reborn synergy stuff going on, you're you're bound to be way more powerful than anybody else on the board
1: (laughs) yeah when they first came out i think it took a few days for people to really understand how powerful they were but i feel like they're still a bit too overpowered because the they're not just reborn where they come back with one health they're reborn and they get to keep a lot of the buffs that that were associated with them so you end up with some really big bodies that you have to kill multiple times. And so even if you have divine shield, poison Murlocs uh, somehow uh there's not quite enough of them to get through all the, all the stuff. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And, and that's definitely something that um I feel like is still a challenge even now. And I don't know if it's still figuring out how to, how to get those synergies down and like how to, make it happen. Part of it is, is you're still I still feel like we're in that learning phase, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how how to how to make that exact comp that you want, even when it's not necessarily undead. And it's, it's hard when they still feel a little overpowered. For sure.
1: But it has made it, like you said, a lot faster that now it's not uncommon for people to be tearing up to tier three on uh, the six gold turn. So, um, you know, there's definitely a race to to that six to get
0: those before uh, they're gone. We also got the new hero with uh, Professor of Putreside. I have not gotten to play him yet. Oh, actually. really? Not once
1: he's He's kind of a tough nut to play, but uh be- before they did their balance changes, then I got him uh and was able to save my build a zombie uh until I was at tier
0: six and then it w- it just felt super overpowered so that's the, that's like the game plan once you get all the way up there then he's like use those uh hero powers,
1: yeah, you basically get that um who's the one uh is that lady dust with? death whisper that summons the uh the footman or whatever that you get in from tyrant Tier Two. um so you almost get that every time and then you can add it to another undead body oh like the the
0: eternal summoner yeah oh yeah yeah the eternal summoner Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. E- even without getting professor petrus i that i i realized that internal summoner was like the way to go, it was like Get get the Eternal Summoner Get the Sister Death Whisperer And then you're like on your <laughs> You're on it And then, uh, you know, also picking up The uh, Divine Shielded uh, uh, Reborn On the Colossus of the Sun oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. just like, that, that was it It's like, <laughs> alright, perfect, I'm good I'm winning <laughs> this game <laughs> Right,
1: yeah, that's just You have to hit it so many times Um, Even though it doesn't, like the Reborn, it does come back with just low one health, but still, the Divine Shield really makes a difference there.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's interesting, too, because there there are some really interesting and unique uh, additional minions that have been added in that have, like, two different minion types. And I haven't, I think I've played when there was a ton of Undead, so I haven't really seen gotten to see them have a chance to like really shine with their dual uh, minion types, but I think that's also part of it too, right? Like I have to get right. back in there, try it again now that undead's not as prevalent.
1: Yeah, so I've had success with some other things. Um, you know, dragons are still really powerful, and there's a Murloc dragon that benefits from battle cries. Uh, there's a elemental murlock as well that gets. Huge bonuses um, for each. I think it's a plus one, plus one for each minion that you play on the turn. So especially later in the game, where you're just cycling through things as fast as you can, and that gets really big. So you can you can kind of keep up. It's just a matter of getting the the health uh, high enough and getting some poison to kill some of those initial things. Um, but yeah, the dual the dual minion types are kind of a neat um addition it feels a little weird though when there's no murlocs in the game but you can still get murlocs uh when there's the elemental tribe or the dragon for instance just kind of weird (laughs) get excited you know (laughs) so moving on from the battlegrounds we had a major balance patch that had a ton of buffs and um you know a few nerfs it did make the meta feel a little bit different um you have any thoughts on maybe some buffs that you liked or that you think uh, really helped
0: out? Um, It's, it's interesting, right? The, the buffs and nerfs, they, they oftentimes uh, sometimes the nerfs, they, they grab your attention quicker than necessarily the buffs buffs. Sometimes they take a more gentler approach, um, but definitely since the nerfs, I don't think I've seen a single wild Paul, noel. Oh, really? I think i don't and i definitely have have not seen the quest being played by demon hunters but um i still oh, right. see yeah. demon hunters every now and again but and i don't know if they're necessarily even going the sinful brand route um shock spitter i've still seen a few shock spitters out there um even with them being uh up to four mana I, it's interesting so you'll
1: still see gnolls because evolved shamans kind of come into Vogue and they're played in there for you know obvious reasons. You can still get them out pretty early. And
0: oh uh, I'm meaning I, I the uh, the wild one. paw gnolls, the the oh, rogue uh, one. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: The rogue specific one. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, I thought they were the same. I'm not I'm not sure why. That <laughs> yeah, that kind of killed the rogue. So not seeing rogue and demon hunter uh has really helped a lot. But on the uh on the Downside, I kind of miss the extra um, reduction in cost played from Glacial Advance for the Frost uh, Death Knight. It just doesn't feel like you have that burst that you need on like turn eight to finish the game anymore. Um, and then on the buff side, the Battlefield Necromancer is has the extra health on the um, the minions that are generated at the end of turn is ridiculously powerful. If you don't have a way of addressing it early then, you know, they just get another 1-3 taunt to every turn. It's it's crazy. It really tears down the pure paladin.
0: <laughs> In fact, that that's actually my one thing that I've noticed is that the the unholy, which I, I didn't think was something that people were even playing, was suddenly something that I was having a hard time <laughs> actually uh, facing against because of the fact that I mainly have been playing a lot of pure paladin. Yeah. Uh, Granted, uh, both of both Dragon Paladin and Pure Paladin feel really good um, mm-hmm. for me. The only problem is, is that like it it took me a while to uh, get used to the fact that uh, the damage coming from Astolore wasn't <laughs> what I initially read, which was I thought it was going to be twenty one damage, like how the <laughs> like the old one used to be. Well, it's eight damage, and then it was you know, an additional 16. 16. But instead, now it's, no, 7, and it's only 14. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which which to me was like, oh, wait a second. Having to realign my thinking with that, then I was like, wait a second. For me to really make him work in, in Dragon Paladin, I have to have Brand hidden by, Ast- um, by Anachronos to, to make it work. <laughs> and then I'd only get twenty eight damage, like like so. Knowing that it's like okay, how do how, how do I still make that card work? But sometimes it's like you just you just use it. You you just use it now, right? Play the big body, do the fourteen damage, and then get your stuff from from Kazakasan. Get your stuff from mm-hmm. Kazakasan, and then you can close out the game afterwards, right? Like. Just use the card, <laughs> right?
1: The the Astellar or Astalai was uh, one that I've really struggled with because I played it so much before the the nerf that I just I can't get used to the mana thirst being different, and so I'm playing everything a turn too early, and it's it feels bad, <laughs> but. But then the the other one, just we have to mention, is they've reduced the drop rate, or maybe even eliminated malignant horror in arena for all that we we gave oh, it grief. Yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently in arena it was just too too good. It's I mean, too good. Who knew? Who uh, knew? Honestly, I
1: think it was like the necromancer's uh, um, risen footmen, or or whatever they are. The one three taunts uh, were mm-hmm. so we might have to see that. Uh, come back to one twos just to make it something that people can actually deal with um especially you know if two of them get down then it's just it's too much
0: mm-hmm. um interestingly enough, I actually have played against uh, some undead priests that were specifically just running like haunting nightmare and the bone collar like and that was it like they were oh, wow. I don't know what the ultimate I think they were just like no I, 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 you'll you'll die to four threes was their <laughs> game plan. And I was playing dragon paladin was like, whatever, clear it all. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The haunting nightmare is really attempting for me to just cause uh, my whole hearthstone career. I've hated priest, but I keep thinking, well, maybe they'll have an aggro version that I'll actually enjoy. And so anytime they have something that has really good stats for the cost then I'm like, all right, this is the time. Um, it's not working for me yet, but uh, we'll 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 get there maybe.
0: And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There 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 are definitely times where I I see kind of that undead resurrect thing mm-hmm. going on, and it and it works. But um, I guess against more control, it was it's just not I couldn't. Beyond that, I mean, some of the other buffs that they handed out either made Pure Paladin better or or didn't... I, I felt like that was where the buffs hit. Like, um, I've not seen too many mages still use like using the new things. I have not seen Demon Hunters necessarily doing more outcast things. And, uh, you know, as far as Warrior, it, don't get me wrong, right after the buffs hit, I, I definitely saw Funky Monkey trying his best to make it work, but... I have not seen a a warrior list come out of those buffs just yet.
1: Yeah. I don't think it touched warrior as much as they thought it would. It did improve their win rate slightly, but, um, but you just, yeah, it's not very popular. I don't think it's a very fun archetype compared to what you get in the other classes. So I I have to ask you though, specifically on the time warden. Um, (laughs) so I thought that would really help out the dragon paladin, like make it more viable, but it sounds like you were doing really well before and after with dragon paladin. So yeah, is it really a help or
0: I honestly, I, the time warden makes me feel like I have no idea what to do with the spare mana. Oh, interesting. <laughs> because, <laughs> because usually you play time warden on turn four, because turn five, you're going to play, your Anixian warder and you're gonna get the little mm-hmm. baby whelps with divine shield, rush, taunt, and also the warder itself as a 3-6 or potentially you know a, a four seven if you've bannerman before then. It, it, it's just that weird like what do I do with the spare mana and it's like well maybe I have a like a knight of anointment or maybe I'm trading away a city tax if I have too many of them. But, like, reducing its cost and also its health didn't make it better um, it, in that instance. The only other thing that I could think of is it does align better with, like, if you were going to do a Time Warden Anachronos term. <laughs> or if there were some way that you were just trying to make sure, like your turn seven you could time warden use your flight of the bronze and then also like play a like a bronze explorer it it just it 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 was fine where it was (laughs) interesting (laughs) because sometimes that five health came into effect like once you went to play like your next uh, time warden on the following turn or something like that I, Interesting. I don't know. I just I feel like I always just have one extra mana, and I'm like, well, I just don't have really too much more to play on that because everything else is either two mana or hero powers two mana. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> got to throw some secrets in there then.
0: I, I, I guess <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if it had that big of an impact with it. It it, mm-hmm. it really didn't. I, I think it could have stayed where it was. It would have been fine the the nerfs had more to do with making dragon paladin stronger than Mm -hmm. this buff that didn't really didn't really hit
1: all right moving along so they announced the plans of the the new esports program for 2023 and it was uh it was quite disappointing like a lot of people were were um seeing it kind of as the end and you, you can definitely see that they've reduced the number of players that can make a master's tour and how you get in. Uh, at first they weren't even going to f- supply prizing for the master's tour, just for the worlds at the end of the year. They did kind of, kind of walk back on that. So there is a reason, but it's all being driven by points from ladder placement. And um, yeah, like I said, there's, there's not nearly as many where master's tours in the past couple of years has been, have been over 300 people. Now it's, very small number. I don't remember off the the top of my head, but it definitely looks like it's kind of on the end, but now that the YouTube partnership is expired and they can play on both uh, YouTube and Twitch, it kind of feels like it's just a last ditch trying to save it, see what happens. Maybe not trying to say it, but Save it, but just see what happens. Uh see if they get their viewership back and they can make something else work and maybe improve it for next year. Uh, or just realize that hey, maybe you know it's a we're a 10-year-old game now. Um, and maybe you know, esport uh, wise, we've kind of run the course. Um, so my suggestion it's it's you're gonna get still some really great players in it if you're into the esports. Try to pay attention to it. Um, they they're gonna have a new co broadcasting. So instead of watching the the uh, other announcers, you can watch your favorite content creators. Um, you know, casting. So uh, you'll you'll be able to consume it in multiple different ways. And it'll it, if we get the numbers up enough, then it might bring them some attention. But it kind of feels like this is the last hurrah for Hearthstone
0: esports. Yep. I mean, there's there's some frequently asked questions with the announcements when they when they bring into like the fact that like NetEase and that whole China not being the game actually is currently not even playable in China for all of right. our, our players over there. So that that's kind of hard to to deal with, especially when there's actually a large contingent for the Masters Tour that comes from that that area mm-hmm. as well. So that. Definitely has probably also had an impact. Although the frequently asked questions make it seem like no, not so much. That's not the issue.
1: But just the fact that their frequently asked questions included things like "Is this the end of Hearthstone esports?" and yeah, you know the doom and gloom. It kind of, I mean, they they didn't give a lot of hope for twenty twenty four. But they just basically said, "There's no announcements to make it this time." So enjoy it in case it's the last uh but um hopefully we can keep some interest uh, well
0: i I feel like the the lobby legends thing for for battleground Mm -hmm. really has started to take a foothold and so maybe that's part of it too is like they're balancing some of where they're putting their money right like They know Battlegrounds is still extremely popular and maybe by splitting it between the two was creating some uh, heartburn for them when they're like, wait a second, we're seeing more viewership for these lobby Lobby Legends. That's a good point. And
1: they are continuing that program. Um, but there you know for those that really enjoy the competitive side there's gonna be more opportunities to on third party put together a team join thL um you know really support them high horizons gonna try to do more uh, tournaments as well so um, can so give them some support and some viewership there too um, th- there will be opportunities to see competitive play but uh, yeah maybe we we don't have to be as competitive on ladder anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that didn't doesn't mean that they're just giving up on Hearthstone completely. In fact, they've kind of turned around and then also announced uh, some details on their creator program, uh, which have has a a lot more defined um, how to get noticed by Blizzard um, uh, content. so that's something that they kind of never really did before it was more on the community manager to find people that they really wanted to promote and that that were a positive uh, image for the, the company. And I think that was really difficult because it didn't really set a path. There were some creators of different levels and, and things like that. And uh, so they really want to encourage people that are doing well to get noticed so there's now an application process that you can go through if you're a creator uh they'll take a look at what you what you're doing and uh, you know your consistency things like that and you can possibly get into their creator program which includes things like um you know occasionally getting some giveaways to to give away uh doing some of the the events that happen before a set release maybe even a card reveal um you Occasionally you know, get the bundles that they send out, like uh, we've been fortunate enough to get a few times. Um, so uh, I, I think having that definition really helps. the The uh, requirements are a little bit steep for different um, different content creators, but at least it gives them a, a place to start. I'm sure that it'll be revised many times as the game goes on, and uh, you know they have room to add more creators to the program. Um, But I think it's I think it's actually kind of exciting um, to have structure to it. Any thoughts yourself?
0: um, Actually, I've had a chance to review some of it. In fact, I do know that growth is a consideration. And also, if you're doing something unique, right, like, for example, Ben Harstone. we've talked about him before on Twitter, he does you know, amazing tweets that, that everybody loves to follow because they're just insightful. They, they have a lot of fun and cheer to them. But like that's the type of content creation that he's done. And yet we know that he's even had a card reveal. So mm. like he's he's one of those that's included. So don't be afraid to uh, put your hat into the ring and, and let them know because on top of it, like like what I've noticed is that they also talked about like there's like an entry level where you would just get, like, maybe even just a a code for uh, one of the bundles, so that way you could try to drive people to your content, right? So you'd have a you could have a little contest and and do that type of thing with that code, and then that also helps them to be able to you know advertise for Hearthstone as well in kind of unique ways and to support you as a newer developer. And in fact, the levels are designed to help you to become a better creator and uh, Alkali, when she she was talking on one of the podcasts, she was talking about how you'll even rub shoulders with giants. In fact, they have this whole discord where you can kind of like get a chance to like talk to other creators and, and, and have a way of being able to kind of work your way into being a higher tiered, you know, content creator because you'll get advice along the way it's actually designed in order to help creators get to that point where they can become even bigger. So if, if that is something that is of interest to you, if that seems like something you want to strive towards putting in your application. That's step one, right? Like mm-hmm. even if they turn around and they say, no, they at least give you an idea of where to go from there. And um, I I would I would say if that is of interest, definitely it's it's something that people should definitely throw their hat into the ring.
1: Yeah, especially early on while they're still trying to you know figure out the logistics. I you know the worst case, uh, I think is you know they just say no uh, and you you see nothing else. But knowing Allie uh, for as long as I have, she was like one of the first people I met in her stone community. There's, a, there's actually a pretty good likelihood that she'll jump into one of your streams if you're a streamer or check out your YouTube channel just to see what your content is. Um, she's very active like that, and uh, she might not say anything. She might just be checking it out, but it's still a good way to get noticed, and maybe that can help with uh, some promotion down the future, like Noodle was saying.
0: Definitely, and we'll make sure to include links for all the things that we've talked about as, as it comes down the uh, new patch notes for the Battlegrounds uh, buffs and nerfs even talking about the the esports team and then also this new uh creator program it's it's excellent i Alkali was the one that kind of heralded all all of the the program coming into existence and she's actually the one that will go through that whole entire uh application that you're going to provide as well so i i think it's amazing that she's she's really taken the mantle and 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 just like taking it by storm i it's i feel like we really do get major interaction from blizzard as far as from hearthstone about how to be part of the community it's it's really great
1: yeah i've always been a fan of ally and i'm really hoping that this year we'll be able to get her on the show at some point just to talk shop a little bit <laughs> So with that, would you like to go into resolutions or predictions first?
0: So resolutions, I think that, that that's the best way to go, especially when it comes to uh, we just got done talking about the creator program. I The biggest thing for me is that we are creators here with the Happy Hearthstone. For me, I, I just want to see this continue to grow. And part of that is by having people come on and sharing with us what they really love about Hearthstone. So I hopefully for my resolution and like kind of the way ahead uh, would be to get more varied voices uh, onto the podcast and uh, get a chance to enjoy Hearthstone with with more people and see other sides of it I, I mean we had that great event with the Death Knight cosplay as well I'd love to have a cosplayer come on and tell me about what they do because uh, believe me that's that's like a little side interest for me too um so uh just even to get some tips and tricks uh that would be great so
1: <laughs> along those lines you know there's other guests so i'd love to have an artist I, I keep wanting to reach out to matt dixon and just see if we can get him uh to come on at some point ben heathstone or Hertzstone would be a great person uh but he's notoriously um shy on those kinds of things um like i said Allie. and then we just want some of our listeners that are that enjoy the show uh we really just enjoy to have you on and just talk about what you love like we said at the beginning both of us were saying we just love being able to talk to her about hearthstone to people and you are those people so uh, if you're interested please do reach out to us and and get us back on uh, or get on our show with us and then for me, I have some others. Like for streaming, I'm actually getting back into it. We're going to start. With, uh, I actually kind of kicked it off last night um, on February 1st. That was when I started in 2019. My first stream when I was going for it for real uh, was February 1st, 2019. Uh, the first time that I was featured on the um, the Blizzard Battle.net client was for a uh, Brawliseum. So the Braliseum just started on February 1st, pretty fortuitous time to start. So now I'm going to get back to at least once a week on Sundays. I'm going to bounce around the times this coming weekend. I'll be um, doing 2 o'clock uh, p.m. Pacific time. Uh, but that might change a little bit as I, as I get comfortable, and then we'll add some more days again
0: uh, as the year goes on. Which is excellent. I love being able to come and hang out in your stream, playing with viewers you were doing you're taking deck codes to play in Liberalscium which was great you get a chance to see how your deck would do without having to risk the the fording of the initial funds I, that was that was a blast i wish i could have stayed for longer just so i could enjoy it some more
1: yeah i get i get a f- try to figure out some more unique things like that. So um, so one of the things I really want to do as as a whale is try to make the game a little bit more accessible. So we do a lot of giveaways. Um, like on the, uh, the set release, we, there's always a ton of giveaways as I'm opening packs. Um, but I want to try to make it a little bit more interesting. So that's why we tried that with the pulling deck codes in. Unfortunately, we won so much I didn't get a chance to do that many runs for people. Um but we'll we'll be trying that again on on Sunday.
0: <laughs> oh no, the problem of winning too much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. Uh so then yeah, speaking of whaling, um I I've managed to get the uh golden standard uh set so maintaining that getting up to 2 million dust on my button, I think is reasonable uh, this year as well. Um, (laughs) So we're getting close to where we'll be able to get the full, um, full wild golden set. And I think I'll be able to do that next year. So is that that when you push the
0: button now is, is the 2 million? Because like, I don't know. I feel like you keep putting this carrot in front of me in which you say, (laughs) you're going to push this button, but it never happens.
1: So that, that, uh, Button press for for those who don't know, I've been saving on my button really since Crip explained why he was saving on his button um, back in the day. Uh, he eventually pushed it when he thought it was completely out of uh, reach to have a full golden uh, everything set. But now that they have golden packs, uh, you c- it's a lot easier for whales to stay up on. Full golden sets and so it's just a matter of filling in where the uh the wild sets uh i need uh so i'm up to like 1.6 million right now um and yeah now my goal uh, is once i can do the whole set everything in golden that's when i'll push the button and i won't (laughs) actually be able to get the whole set because there's one card that you could only get the golden version of if you played in the beta and bought something uh, from the store. And I refused to play the beta because of really stupid reasons. Um, That being that there was a World of Warcraft card game that was uh, being made prior to Hearthstone. And uh, you'll actually see a lot of the artwork being repurposed into Hearthstone. But I really liked that game. And because they were going to do Hearthstone, then they removed the license from Cryptozoic, who was making it at the time. Um, and it basically ended that game. So I was like, well, I don't want to play Hearthstone because they killed my my in-person paper card game. And yeah, now I just regret it. I started playing the day of general release. So it's not like I uh, boycotted it for any great length of time either. So, so it just makes me feel dumb. If I would have started a day earlier and bought a pack, then I, I would have made it. Maybe we can get Blizzard to to make an exception for me, though.
0: I would think that if you let them know that you're only missing one card, that they would find a way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I'll be the first, but it's possible somebody's already there, for sure. Uh, and then for the Happy Hearthstone, uh, in addition to having more guests, uh my biggest goal this year is to get the website back up so it's actually up and running uh we still main we still own the the domain and things like that but um with the transfer to a new um a new host a website host uh then they removed admin access and every time i call it in uh, and then you know they end up having to call you back and things and then it's never a convenient time so you know i've spent a lot of time on it over the last year trying to get it but this time this year i'm actually going to take some time off make sure that we get you know that back on track so it'll be a slow process to get the whole last year's um uh, data migrated over uh so that we have all of the episodes over there. But I really want to get that so that it's a kind of a nice interface. Um nothing against Patreon or uh podbean but I just think it looked nicer on the, the website itself. <laughs> I get that. I get that. And then f- Finally, we are on episode 244, so we're coming up really quick on episode 250, and I really want to do something special that for that. So, Noodle and I will be noodling that over and figuring out who we want on and and how to do that. Um, but if you guys have any suggestions for people that we should would get for two episode 250, I'm I'm thinking you know bringing back Andrew uh, would be really great. Um, maybe bringing back Wiki Good too uh, to kind of be part of it. Um, That should be late March or early April. So, you know, reach out soon and let us know who we need or uh, additional topics that we should cover. That sounds good. Anything else from you, Noodle? Sorry. I kind
0: of dominated that side. No, you're fine. Uh, I think also we have predictions, right? We do. We do. So prediction wise, I feel like if anything, Hearthstone has kind of proven to us that that, we're kind of looking at faster games. And I don't know if that's just because they're feeling like they have to try to compete with Snap or or other games, but I I would like to see it slow down. And I think we're going to get that once we get that rotation and we'll be able to see a little bit slower gameplay. But for now, I feel like if anything... Once we get that mini set, it's going to ratchet up even more. Where It's just faster. <laughs> We're going to see more aggro, more of the undead death knight, I think, is is really where they're leaning. And I would not be surprised if that's kind of the route we take.
1: That's interesting that you say that, because I've kind of felt like it has been slowing down. Like the addition of Renathal giving people more health, even though they, they nerfed it. The blood... Path has so much healing um i had the weekly quest of uh deal 65 damage to your opponent and um got it on the first uh the first (laughs) game that i played against the blood uh death knight so um you know it feels like there's a lot a lot of healing life steal things like that lots of taunts um that make it not as fast as i would like uh, so, you know, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. We are going to see it slow down a bit and then, uh, hopefully they'll see that it's too slow and, and kind of fix it.
0: <laughs> I think the other side of it is, is I, I don't necessarily want my game to become, I don't want Hearthstone to become snap. Like I, <laughs> that's oh, right. not, not where I want the game to go because I mean, like if that was the case, like I'd be playing mercenaries more. Right, like, Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of see how even Mercenaries kind of feels a little bit like a Snap predecessor. So, confession
1: here I know that there's a lot of overlap in the Hearthstone and Snap communities, but Snap has never really appealed to me. I watched a couple of streams just to see, but even like the Marvel universe is not something that I'm super excited about. So I've never really seen it. So I don't really understand how, how it's played or you know <laughs> what speed it's played at. So it's it's kind of funny to, to hear that creep in uh, from time to time.
0: <laughs> that's, and that's funny because for me, it's like Marvel is like, uh, I love the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah. I have a sound redemption that it's, it's a uh, Captain America, but it's Falcon. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, my only powers that I believe I that we can do better. That uh, is the the little tagline that's from, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. I, I, I absolutely I, like. I I can like almost tell you verbatim what has happened in the marvel universe ever since iron man right so right. for me for me i that's that's kind of a something i can really sink my teeth into and and just really enjoy but that doesn't mean that that's what i want hearthstone to become right, is this right. this type of thing like i i love that there's two different universes and i can live in both of them right. um, oh, but sure. i i i absolutely love that i can sit down and, and that there are games that go longer like i love control that's that's where uh, you know i i i really do have a lot of fun although i can play aggro and there are times where like i'm a aggro enjoyer <laughs> it doesn't mean that I, I after a bad beat that i don't automatically switch back over to control and go so um so slowing things down having a little bit longer of a game that that's that's not that's not bad um and in fact when i have the time to sit down and relax that's that's where i enjoy hearthstone and while games like snap that are very quick you know i can get in a game in three minutes yeah i can do that on my break right Mm -hmm. but Heck, if I even on a lunch like where it's I have an hour to sit down and relax, yeah, I'm gonna get in a few games of Hearthstone. Yeah, (laughs) and and I like that. I like that I can kind of balance that and kind of mix in 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 both games. I I, I'm having fun with both of them. And in fact, there are definitely times where I feel like I'm like, oh, I need to go back and play Snap because I'm playing too much Hearthstone. yeah that 10 minute to
1: 15 minute is kind of the the good mark for a game for me um really 10 minutes kind of uh you know weighted a little bit more to that direction um i remember metas where we've had much longer games where like the wall priest versus odd warrior were hour-long games that were miserable and so i, th- I think we're actually at a pretty good spot right now and i'll i'm taking it from this that i just need to uh you you need to do a stream for marvel snap and i need to actually spend some time because honestly when people post the images on uh social media Mm -hmm. for that and it's like oh there's these i guess superheroes or villains that i've never heard of before like a leader or something and a bunch of rocks it doesn't
0: really even look (laughs) appealing (laughs) um so you're not wrong with understanding that much that is Marvel snap there you go you figured it out <laughs> <laughs> so uh, predictions for uh, set themes or uh, anything like that I don't know I it, I really don't I I have no idea I do know that this is this next set would be our set that we get that's gonna tell another story right like that's kind of how they do it. Like the one set so our mercenaries are leaving, right? And so we're going to see our heroes go away. Carol's gonna go away, which is gonna be sad. I mean, she'll still be in Wild, but um, not and and always in my heart, but not in standard. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. It's it's gonna be that thematic kind of like change and so um definitely it's yeah it's hard to to say i think dragons will be part of it but dragons are kind of always around i don't know if it's going to be the mainstay like like galakrond was so huge i don't know i
1: So on on the mercenaries thing, I feel like they didn't really explore that a lot. That was like, you know, they're rotating out now, but they can rotate back in like the League of Explorers did. So we might see some of those mercenaries join the core set. That's kind of one of the things that I was kind of looking at. And maybe now the mercenaries get to act with the League of Evil and we can bring back some of them as well that were, uh, were kind of fun. Rifam and a togwaggle and, you know, stuff like that um so i'm kind of hopeful for that along with uh maybe a set that's themed or um goes around the caverns of time uh in world of warcraft which is one where they let you go back kind of in time to certain certain things and i think part of that set's going to be the return of some keywords that were only available for one set kind of like magic did with time walk um back in the day Um, which could be a lot of fun you know bring back some things that we kind of like reborn um, that we maybe only had for one set before and maybe even only for one class uh, but that will will kind of shake things up a bit Um, and I I don't think that we're going to have like a story all year like we did through the rise of shadows I'm kind of hoping that we don't and that that's something that they're saving for next year for the 10-year uh, anniversary of Hearthstone um, and just have, you know, kind of a theme throughout our story that goes through the whole year. I kind of like the way they've done it the last couple of years where, hey, two years ago it was, let's do, um, you know, Horde Alliance and then the, the battle between them. And this past year, themes, just really heavy dipping in themes and now we can kind of focus back on maybe pulling some things from um from heart from world of warcraft again like those caverns of time that seems like a pretty good um, effect to add and then start to bring in um some underrepresented um races like the Ericoa. i'm kind of thinking the second cult would be an interesting theme to explore again um and uh, maybe even add then Arakoa as uh, Battlegrounds tribes along with ogres throughout the year. Um, just, I don't know, the bird race always appealed to me, and we don't see enough of them. Maybe we'll even be able to add a duck because uh, it's been pointed out that there are no ducks in Hearthstone. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. Now it's all I can think about.
0: No ducks. Which is weird because I mean, you would think you're going to to the tavern, you're gonna eventually have a bill. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I definitely think that that's that's the right idea. I think harkening back to some of the original themes is always good, right? Hoarding alliances was one way that they went. Um, we've we've kind of even done the whole uh, kind of Burning Crusade themes by going to the Outlands, for Ashes Islands when the Demon Hunter released. Um, so it makes me wonder, kind of, we've done the Frozen Throne, so is it like, are we going to deal with, like, Cataclysm next? Is that really where we're going to go? And, and maybe that's it. That could explain why we're seeing some dragons, right? If Cataclysm is right. the next step, um, that could be that could be interesting to kind of go through that and then that could foreshadow that we may even see pandas added in. So we would get the monk class as well.
1: So I was thinking about that too. I think the monks are eventually coming. I think that's definitely something that's been predicted for so long that they're not going to be able to avoid it. But it it kind of seems like they're setting us up for that cadence of, you know, skipping a year between new classes being introduced. And um, so I don't think we're going to get the monks and pandas this year, but I think that'll be a 2024. And maybe that'll be the, you know, the start of the storyline that carries through the whole year. At least that's kind of some hope there. Yeah. But still definitely possible. You know, they've, they've really ramped up in a lot of different areas over the the past year, especially um, specifically for monetization. And trying to you know add different events and things like that. So you know, always possible that they're gonna add something else new that you know we can we can find ways to uh, to get people interested again. And then I have two other dumb predictions or you know kind of one-off <laughs> things. We've been missing, hero skin for hogger <laughs> he's just such a popular character in world of warcraft i don't know what class you'd make him um but i, I think we'll finally see him as a hero of, of some sort <laughs> <laughs> maybe a warrior it's kind of important and then with diablo 4 re- releasing i think Diablo's gonna make a comeback in duels and might even stick this time
0: And in Battlegrounds, right?
1: I don't know about Battlegrounds. Probably a very short time in Battlegrounds. but Mm -hmm. uh, Because people weren't super happy with him. Um, (laughs) But they can always change him like they have with other heroes that were problematic. So I guess that's also a possibility. All right. So that's a lot. But uh, if you have any other thoughts on you know either resolutions that you want to do in uh, Hearthstone or predictions for this year, and maybe even predictions about when um, BlizzCon will be um, or what they'll be announcing there for, for us, uh, let us know. Uh, we, we really want to hear from you guys. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, much love, everyone. And we look forward to a fantastic 2023 in the year of Hearthstone. Have fun out there.